You're listening to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. My name is Nick, and I'm an intern at Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit which helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers and start their career journey. We provide career expos, panels, guest speakers, and more activities to help youth explore careers. Today, I'm here with my other host, Melina. Hello, everyone. Our show, What to Be, highlights the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, hmm, how do they get that job, or what is that job really like? then keep on listening. We would like to remind listeners that the opinions expressed by today's guests do not necessarily reflect their career in its entirety. Today we're joined by Chris Cottingham, owner and manager of 365 Producer, as well as Gianna Vanni, administrator and student representative. Can you tell us what your job entails and what type of tasks and skills do you use? Yeah, so I'm a director and a producer. Mm -hmm. Um, I make a variety of different content. And although uh, typically that means a lot of phone calls with different artists and managers and producers and a lot of our, our different staff and partners that we have. Ultimately, too, my job as the owner is to clean toilets. And I mean <laughs> that kind of literally and figuratively in that mm. my job is to pay attention to the details of the operation, right? So I'm looking at um, everything from the presentation of the studio to our client interaction to the well-being of our employees mm. and really just paying attention to all the details. And then I mean it literally in that I feel like that's probably one of the most important things for any business mm-hmm. is to have a clean bathroom and be able to provide that experience for the clients and I feel like it also keeps me humble so Mm -hmm. that's kind of my round of experience Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis. So my job as administrator I'm handling a lot of the scheduling answering Mm -hmm. the phones when I'm in office talking to clients students producers anybody who has an interest in the studio and wants to get involved. I also handle students so Mm -hmm. we uh, run a great program here we teach music production recording and audio engineering DJing and performance and video production labs so I answer all questions about those different types of labs and also schedule the students to come in sit in and I also enroll the students as well into the Mm -hmm. courses. So how did 365 Producer come to be and Mm-hmm. What's the origin behind that? Well, I've been doing this for about 20 years, mm-hmm. um, you know, and when I say this, making content. You know, I started with kind of a dream when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I wanted to own my own nightclub, and I worked as a busboy, oh, a cook, a <laughs> server, um, every job I could to learn kind of that that customer service industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was 22, I opened up my first restaurant lounge and card room. And at that point, kind of crazy story, I there was a bartender that was there that played a really mean blues guitar, and mm-hmm. I kind of felt in love with his passion and his drive and his mm-hmm. vision and his dream and mm-hmm. so at that point I said hey I'm gonna make you a record and basically started a record label and mm-hmm. I at that time had no idea what a record label did I think I paid a guy $200 at that point to record the record for us but uh, with that I, I kind of came came at the music business with a out outside of the box approach in that started doing some very unique things we took a 1974 Airstream trailer one of those silver Twinkie looking yeah. things and wow. we gutted it and we put hardwood floors in it and we put a recording station in it and a video switching station. Mm-hmm. We started driving around everywhere, basically recording bands and broadcasting them live online. Now, this cool. was back in 2005, right? So imagine, you know, everyone didn't have a computer in their yeah. pocket, right? You had to be at home with, mm-hmm. a, with a good, solid internet connection. Do things the old-fashioned yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, and do things the old-fashioned way to be able to watch it. But the, the mm-hmm. beauty of what we were doing is that there, there, an artist or a band could come to a, a small venue mm-hmm. and potentially play for millions on the other end of the screen. Mm-hmm. And so that was a very new concept. Um, so new that it got the attention of Capital and EMI and some of the major record wow. labels. 
Awesome. So they they called me and basically asked that I tour with some of their different bands and broadcast them oh. online. Um, and at the time, you know, it was like I was getting an opportunity to work with just, you know, legendary acts. Can um, you name any? Sure, sure. Are you allowed uh, to? <laughs> yeah, Lady Annabellum, um, Everclear, oh. uh, Ringo Starr. Um, uh, we worked with Billy Idol. We worked with mm-hmm. a lot of different groups to basically broadcast them live online. Mm-hmm. Davachka, Vampire, Weekend, Girl Talk, mm-hmm. like anybody in that, that, that kind of, um, two thousands period, if you will, that mm-hmm. was, that was, uh, popping. And even some of these groups that were just kind of just up and coming, they weren't mm-hmm. as legend as they are now. So, mm-hmm. um, it gave us a platform and it gave us an opportunity to go out there and the funny part about it too, is like, it was so new that we were doing everything kind of on a duct tape budget and and we had to be very innovative right there was no answers out there as far as how to do this so Mm -hmm. you know here we are and again this dinky beat up trailer pulling up next to these multi-million dollar production trucks that are broadcasting live on tv Mm -hmm. and they would like all laugh at us when we pulled up like what are you guys doing here and and we'd be like you know we're broadcasting live on the internet and they're like well who's gonna watch that who's who's laughing now right (laughs) So long story short, you know, that that I think really kind of cut our t- cut my teeth and gave me an opportunity to really get into the music business. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I've owned several different studios. And uh, this one that we're currently in, it's about 3,500 square feet. It's kind of Disneyland for creators, right? In that uh, we have a, two different control rooms, five isolation rooms, a giant mm-hmm. live room. And and what we do here is is really try to provide uh, a support for the creative community. Mm-hmm. And that might be artists that are looking to record, that might be videographers that mm-hmm. are looking for a space to use mm-hmm. to edit, you know, and really also just provide a community. I feel mm-hmm. like right now the world is so isolating because of mm-hmm. the internet. There's very few face-to-face interactions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important part of creativity. So we try to provide that space as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and here we are current day. So then in addition to providing the space, do you like go into the studio and help them with things? Or yeah, yeah. What is your, like, we- Look like. Yeah, yeah. My 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 typical week. I mean, it's interesting because I started all this to be able to do more music, but these days <laughs> I do very little music. Um, and that you know we've created quite the operation here, mm-hmm. and and so it's a business, and we have to run it day to day. But mm-hmm. I still find it important to you know kind of integrate in with the classes. Everything that we do here is kind of based on somewhat of a a three-pillar system of training, production, and studios. Mm. And we integrate all of that into one. So what's unique about what we do is that we'll bring in these different artists that we're working Mm. with, and some of these artists are platinum-selling recording artists, big names, and we provide an opportunity for the students to work with them hands-on. And and ultimately, what that's doing is is building up their resume, right? It's building up Mm. their resume and building those opportunities for them to to build their entire career off of. So a lot of what we do is integrate the training sessions Mm. and the labs and what we do with some of the different artists that come through here. We've been blessed to be able to have some of our students have an opportunity to maybe have their beats placed with bigger artists that Mm -hmm. are out there putting their music out there in the world. And again, just kind of create that synergy between those three different pillars. Mm -hmm. My specific role, again, is to pay attention to the details Mm -hmm. because there's so much that goes on here and there's so many different things Mm -hmm. that that are really in three different departments. You know, I have to kind of bounce between all those different things Mm -hmm. and, and pay attention to the details and make sure that balls don't get dropped Mm -hmm. and then Gianna what does your week look like so I work Tuesday through Thursday currently I'm Mm -hmm. looking at maybe scheduling some more time (laughs) so typically uh, if you call the phone here at the studio 
while I'm working, I'll be answering. <laughs> You'll be talking to me on the other line. Mm -hmm. So first I come in and I check the calendar and I see who's scheduled and I assure to call everybody that day that is either coming in for an interview, for class, mm -hmm. any new students especially, and just remind them that they have an appointment with us. Mm -hmm. um, that's my first and then I go through the phone and, and answer any missed calls, mm -hmm. recall anybody or text anybody that has hit us up recently and I have not had a chance to talk to yet. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then uh, after that, right now I've been spending a lot of time reaching up students and mm -hmm. working in the student program that we have here yeah. and pulling in more more students. Yeah, it seems like lately too, like the the amount of students that are showing interest in what we do is has increased three oh, times yeah. from wow. last year. We nice. used to go out and make presentations at high school and maybe get ten different people that were interested. And now, like no, the numbers are closer to forty, fifty different wow. people. You know, and just to kind of talk up Gianna for a minute too, like you know, being an administrator in today's world is is an unbelievable job, and that it's not just answering phones, right? Mm -hmm. It's phones, it's email, it's Instagram, yeah. it's Facebook, mm -hmm. it's Snapchat, it's all of the different methods of communication text you know yeah. i mean and so it's a constant like kind of bouncing between those different things mm -hmm. and trying to and trying to find it like what's the best way for each individual person to communicate yeah and then right. managing all that data yeah. which is um a crazy task you know mm -hmm. um just to kind of quarterback all that so yeah i mean i pay attention to the details but she's the glue that holds it all together mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. Is it just you two on the staff? Uh, no, we have lots of other lots people of... that are here. And, and we have great instructors. Can I name drop a little bit? Because if I'm going to name drop, I want to give them a shot. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. We got Peter Coleman. Woo! Woo! Yeah, Peter! Uh, uh, we got Josh Brown. We got Ian Pillsbury. We got we got our boy Troy. Uh, you know, and again, just like a great staff of people, not to mention John, our video guy that works his butt off every day. And, and you know, all these people, again, are just part of of the of the team that we have here in addition to that we have probably about 30 or 40 different engineers that have gone through the program mm -hmm. that are are part of our community and part of our team here so they still mm -hmm. come in on a regular basis a lot mm -hmm. of our students transition to being contractors and running their own businesses oh. wow. and they'll still come back to our studios and rent our studios we have basically an alumni rate that we offer them to come in oh, cool. and use the facility to to be able to work on their own projects so mm -hmm. a lot of those guys are still i should say guys and girls are, mm -hmm. are still part of our team um, and, and come back here on a regular basis. And for those who are just tuning in, I just want to let you know you're listening to our show, What to Be, on K-Squid 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Melina, and I'm joined by our other host, Nick. We're speaking with Chris Cottingham, who is the owner-slash-manager of 365 Producer, as well as Gianna Vani, who is the administrator-slash-student rep. And we're learning about their career journey. And with that, I want to ask, did you have any education or formal training before you got into these positions? Gosh, yes and no. <laughs> and when I say that, like, I started, on, honestly, I think down what I realize now to be the wrong path and that I dropped out of high school. Mm -hmm. uh, education was not important to me. I, I kind of learned from the school of hard knocks and, and for those that are, that are uh, post-internet, what that means is actually getting out face-to-face -face and networking with people mm -hmm. and learning kind of by doing. And so that is what I did for the first 10 years of my career. Mm -hmm. And I worked my way all the way up to an executive position to where I had you know 32 employees, eight different business wow. partners. And at wow. that point realized that amongst all of my partners, every one of them had a degree. And mm -hmm. I was the only one that didn't. Now, mm -hmm. where I started to see that limit me is the uh, communication gap 
between mm. some of the different people, mm. like, you know, the producers, the engineers, the mm. terms, what everybody was talking about. Mm. Um, you know, and, and, and so I felt like it was really important to go back and kind of learn that terminology. So mm. then I went back to school 10 years later, mm. got my degree in multimedia design and production mm. and learned then, learned then too that, you know, education is a lifetime commitment, mm. especially in today's day and age that we live in. Things mm. are constantly changing. Technology is doubling at a rate of every 12 months, if not more mm. now. Um, and so we we always have to keep up to date on the education because mm, oftentimes, true. like, what students are learning in school, by the time they graduate, it's out-of-date information. So I think it's got to be, like, kind of a, a, you know, a lifetime commitment to education and also mm. really what inspired our training program. I could say that, yeah, I've had a, a, a good deal of of prepping for this position. I was an administrator for about seven years for my parents' company. The only difference between their company and this one is there's no text messages, no, yeah. um, you know, nice. other sources of the communicating, is, right. Yeah. Um, so it was just answering phones, and I worked for a fire and water restoration company, so the mm. phone's not ringing every five seconds, yeah. <laughs> which is different as well. But it did prep me in a way. I did do a lot of filing, a lot of organizing, um, a lot of creating spreadsheets and things like that. So I, I think that definitely prepped me for this, this position. As far as this, as student representative, I'm very talkative and very friendly. I'm very social as well. I spent a lot of my, my time in college and in high school being very social, and I feel like that's what helps me work with students and communicating with them and understanding what they need and how to help them and, and other things like that. And I also have a great love for music, which mm-hmm. makes this job amazing because I get to stick my head in the door and and, and, and check on. out what's going on, you know, every day. So I think it's an interesting story. I mean, not not to interrupt, but I think I think you should tell like kind of how like how how did you start here? Yeah, like, what's, how did you stumble like, into it? Like okay. that story, I think is a great story to tell that that I think listeners need to hear okay. for sure. So I was in college and I knew I wanted to do something with music. I loved music and I didn't want to go to work every day not liking my job and mm-hmm. I was a business major and decided to change my career path and so I created my own major and took some music classes and, and some other what things. what was and your own major? What was that? So <laughs> it's a program at the college that I went to where you pick three different departments and you, you pretty much create it? your own title. Yeah. Oh, so what school is that? Mizzou. I went to a oh. school in the, in the Midwest. Don't go there. No, it's a great <laughs> school. But the Midwest is boring. <laughs> Stay in California if you can. Interesting. But yeah, so the three categories that I ended up going with is poetry and I emphasize in lyric writing. I love to write lyrics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, music wow. entrepreneurship, so it, it taught me how to market myself as an independent musician and how to work with nonprofits and things like that. Oh, and then I also j- had nine credits left, so I just took an, <laughs> like arts classes and just made an arts section of my degree that really didn't mean much. <laughs> but And I took a lot of recording and audio engineering classes in college, and I, I really loved them, and I knew it was something I really wanted to dive into. I used to make <laughs> beats with my mom when I was a cheerleader in high school, and that's kind of how I got you know started into making music. It's and so fun. Yeah, so when I, it came time to find an internship, I just started looking in California because I only wanted to move to California, <laughs> and uh, started applying to studios in the area. and. Chris was one of the first people who called me back, and we had a phone interview, and I just, we hit it off right away. He's such a cool dude. And um, so I I threatened him by telling him (laughs) I would pack my bags and (laughs) move out to California in a month to do the internship. And and he tried to call my bluff and say, you know, well, I'll I'll, uh, see you when you get out here if you do. And uh, I showed up and, and made things happen. Yep. And let me tell you too, like there's a lot of there's a lot of people that apply uh, apply for our internship program here mm-hmm. from all over the world, and and you know so I I sometimes get those emails that are like, hey, I'm thousands mm-hmm. of miles away, but would love to yeah. you know come and intern for your company. And then um, what separates like a good intern versus her? 
considering, you know. Well, that's that's <laughs> that's a that's a that's a really good question. Um, you know, I I should say the the number one thing that again uh, is what got her the position is she showed up, right? Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, really, like that's that's what it comes down to is like mm-hmm. you got to show up, you got to be there, you got to be mm-hmm. present. You know, I tell a lot of people that want to get involved in what we do, it's like the best way is to be here because if mm-hmm. you're here, that's when things happen, right? Yeah. And very quickly, you get integrated into all sorts of fun projects and different mm-hmm. things because you're physically here in the building and in the space. So that's where it starts, and I think that's also too a good good bit of advice for anyone that's looking to like explore different opportunities Mm -hmm. just show up you know just Mm -hmm. being there you're going to learn about Mm -hmm. again what what's there and 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 where you fit in that you know world but you know what what makes a good intern versus a bad intern or a bad employee or a bad employee boy (laughs) I'd say efficiency. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think efficiency. I think organization. Mm-hmm. I think uh, mm-hmm. dedication and passion and drive mm-hmm. and willingness to do like the jobs that other people aren't. You know, we 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 have a, we have a series of kind of do's and don'ts that we go through in our mm-hmm. uh, internship orientation, where we talk about like some pretty I don't know obvious things. Can you listen <laughs> a couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so you know, uh, don't right. So don't approach some of our clients and artists that we have here and, and ask like, them for free yeah fan <laughs> out free promotional cds or oh. not cds i guess nobody's doing i'm CDs guessing anymore. you've learned that but, from experience oh yeah right? absolutely yes. yeah yeah with just having you know kind of people fan out and i mean look yeah. i still fan out like there's certain quiet, there's certain people that i meet that like i'm like oh my goodness i can't believe i'm in the yep. same room but i try to keep, keep my composure because ultimately like what the artists are here to do is get away from that right this yeah. is the creative sanctuary creative we have to create a place that like they're 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 not they're not they're not having to deal with all that yeah. they deal with plenty of that outside oh, yeah. the gates oh, yeah. right so like oh, yeah. once they get here we have to be able to try try to provide that that atmosphere mm-hmm. that allows them again that safety of their creativity and then uh but back to you know again what makes a good intern versus a bad intern feel free to chime in as well <laughs> yeah 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 and i and i think she hit the nail on the head as far as efficiency but you know, there's, there's, we've had so many different people from different walks of life come through here. Mm-hmm. And it's not always maybe what you would immediately think it is. Meaning, like, mm-hmm. we've had people that have had unbelievable experience when it comes to audio, video, you know, production and content mm-hmm. creation. They maybe even have gone to, like, some of the top schools mm-hmm. to learn that. But what but. they don't have, what they don't have is that, again, that drive and that passion. Mm-hmm. That makes all the difference in the world. I'd rather mm-hmm. work with somebody that knows absolutely nothing mm-hmm. about what it is that we do, but has that drive and that mm-hmm. passion and really wants to do this because honestly, it's a rough road. Like what mm-hmm. we do takes a lot of, you know, just get up and go and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, hard, hard work. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I think, you know, it's like, I, I had somebody recently asked me, I think it was maybe even an intern that, that was here that said, what's the one bit of advice that you have? Mm-hmm. And I said, don't quit. Right. Like that's the, that's don't don't quit. Don't quit. Because, you know, I've been doing this long enough to watch people jump off the Titanic, Mm. if you will. And and the boat wasn't sinking, you know? And so like, you know, we, we rode off into the sunset and they're, you know, in the icy waters. So, so like, yeah, yeah, a road bump. And and it's so hard because like, look, the world is created in such a way to where I think it like, it, it, you know, it says, you know, Hey, I want to be an artist or Mm -hmm. I want to be a musician or I want to be somebody that's creative. And, And the whole world is saying, don't do that. That doesn't make make any sense it's mm-hmm. not logical etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. you know here we go flash forward 2020 we're living in the future now mm-hmm. content is king content is the most important thing in the world so these these people are are 
you know, ultimately learning the skill sets that apply to every major corporation that's out there. I think the world has changed and that this is a very, very, very rewarding career in that we get to do a lot of really cool things. Mm -hmm. But now that demand um, for creativity, mm -hmm. all these major corporations yeah, have right. that demand. They mm -hmm. need to meet that demand. Right. And so like our students end up getting hired at Facebook, making mm -hmm. $400 a day, you know, like they, they go off into the world and end mm -hmm. up doing these, you know, wonderful careers that start with music, start with the creativity mm -hmm. of doing something fun, and but evolve into, yeah, 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 evolve into that. So yeah, just keep pushing. For those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to What To Be KSQD 90.7 FM, Santa Cruz, and I'm Nick, and I'm joined by Melina, and we're speaking to Chris and Gianna, and learning about their career journey as administrators and managers, and a manager of 365 Producing. And we were just talking about what makes a good intern or employee versus a bad intern or employee. And I want to ask, have you had any experiences or previous jobs that went really, you know, down south and terrible? Or what do you think makes a good leader, manager? I think a, an honest leader is, is my number one. I worked a job once in high school and I was selling newspapers door to door mm -hmm. and they told us to come up with a fake po uh, college pitch and sell these newspapers. What do you mean by fake college pitch? Like, like college it was all like, I'm a college student and like this money will go towards my college, you know, oh, oh, no. wow. and so I thought it was legit. Then my yeah. grandmother bought one of the newspapers and never <laughs> got it. So I quit. But, oh yeah. So the whole thing was a scam and mm. you know, and saying that what I mean by that is just you know being straightforward with your employees and, mm -hmm. and, and being comfortable in, in the workspace I was picked up in a van I mean it sounds weird but like <laughs> it, it was a company van and it had a logo on the side and you know it you wasn't it like was a official. dirty van right yeah. I thought it was an official business and like they they did mm -hmm. a really good job at lying and my mom told me it was a waste of my time and a bad mm -hmm. job and mm -hmm. it was my first job away from my parents um, business so I was like I'm determined to like, do this, this. yeah I'm like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do yeah run with this so yeah have you had any bad experiences? <laughs> bad experiences? Yeah. Bad jobs within this career? Or... Either. Oh, yeah. my Bumps goodness. in the road. Yeah, yeah, I've had lots of bad experiences. Um, Let's hear one yeah. of them. Well, well, and I should say this, that, that um, I want to throw this out there for all my people out there that are working hard um, in their day job and, again, trying to pursue creativity at night. Like... I've had mm. a lot of jobs that have been horrific. I've mm. been that, I've been that busboy and that cooking and that server. And again, all these different jobs. I worked at a grocery store one time that like. Which no offense to them, you know. Yeah, if you no, like no, it, no, 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 no offense. <laughs> and what I'm saying is, it gets better. Like yeah. that's that that goes along with don't quit. Yeah. Like keep yeah. driving. But, um, you know, I, I anyways, uh, segue, um, more relevant to like the career that I do currently today. Yes, I've had I've had jobs that have gone wrong, horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of mistakes, lots of things that have gone south or didn't work out. But we've driven through it. And I guess specifically to tell a story, this is a good one. So we we got a we got a call to do a gig for H&M which is a huge company, again, mm. the clothing company. They had a campaign that they were doing worldwide. They were doing it in Tokyo. They were doing it all over the planet. Mm. And basically what it was is that they wanted all these people to do kind of a mock protest. So the, mm. the ask yeah, the ask was 300 extras in basically black crisp clothes with white crisp aprons mm. with these protest signs. And they wanted them marching around the streets of San Francisco with photography, like pictures being taken mm -hmm. and that all being uploaded to the internet in real mm -hmm. time. The the tricky part was that we had 48 hours to do it. 
And why was it such a short? Well, because there was there was unfortunately a tragedy in New York, and they had planned to do it in New York as far as the U.S. was concerned. But there was a tragedy in New York that they had to move it basically to another city. Mm. And we so we had forty eight hours to put it all together. Mm -hmm. And we were in forty eight hours. We were able to find the three hundred extras. We were able to get all the aprons. We were able to (laughs) we were able to make it all happen. Working through the night, you know, Mm -hmm. in the in the middle of the night in the studio, ironing white aprons, you know, out to like. Make this thing happen. Yeah. And um, last minute, last minute, you know, putting this whole thing together and the permit fell through. So oh. we needed basically a permit with the city to be able to do this and mm-hmm. we weren't going to be able to do it otherwise. In 48 hours. Now, <laughs> now, 48 hours, everything moved quick. So yeah. things oh, yeah. were already go. Money was already spent. Yeah. Executives already flew from the East Coast and were at their hotel in the city. And so we had to go in and basically with our head hung low and be the bearer of bad news that mm-hmm. we weren't able to get the permit. Now, again, I think I think like the lesson that I learned from all that was like, don't give up, right? Mm-hmm. Like keep driving forward. There's got to be a solution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And luckily, they were they were they were kind enough and, and level headed enough to to be on the same page. Okay, mm-hmm. what can we do? Well, somebody was able to get the mayor's cell phone number, oh, and little... you know, late at night made the call. Yeah. And awesome. long story short, and what we could do is we could break up that group of three hundred into ten groups of thirty and oh. spread them throughout the city and basically make this happen. Yeah. Well, now that means that we need more photographers. We need oh, transportation yeah. for all these people. Ten so, like 12, like 12 hours to go, like clock is ticking, maybe even eight. Mm-hmm. We got uh, six buses, mm-hmm. two trolleys, six more photographers, bike messengers to run the cards back to the, mm-hmm. to the HQ, and coordinated all of this. And long story short, we were able to pull it off. And, and um, it was a wonderful, wonderful gig and a good promotion. And the client was happy and everybody was thrilled. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, things can go horribly, horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as long as you keep driving through and keep, your, keep a level head and mm-hmm. positive attitude, they work out. That was a great story. Yeah. Yeah. It's stressful. Always have a backup plan. That's... Yeah. 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 And yeah. A backup, a backup plan, plan and like your peeps on yep. call, yeah. right? Like to, when you got to, yeah. when you got to call in that favor, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And so our last question that we have for you is, yeah. what is a thought or piece of advice you'd like to leave our listeners with? Gosh, I feel like I've dropped so many knowledge bombs already. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I, I, I the, the the piece of advice again, it's like don't get up, keep or don't give <laughs> up, keep driving, all those other things, which is. It's interesting because mm-hmm. I, I listen to like a lot of motion, motivational speakers mm-hmm. and I, I, I try to I try to do that again for my own like kind of self-help and like continuing to, to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, you know, in that you're hearing a lot of the same things, you're mm-hmm. hearing a lot of the same things. And it's hard to, to hard to kind of imagine, you know, all of that being good advice that you can apply to your life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really easy to say, don't. It give always up, sounds right? like a cliche. until you It does. Yeah. It really it really, really does. But, you know, it, it's like the one bit of advice that I have, I guess, is like there there have been so many times i mean this is my 11th business mm-hmm. right so i've been through the roller coaster up and down there's some mm-hmm. that have been hugely successful that i sold and made money mm-hmm. there's some that i've you know had to shut the doors and hand the keys over to the landlord right mm-hmm. so like there's been a lot of businesses that i've that i've ran and and through all that like there's been plenty of moments to where like i saw the end right i saw the mm-hmm. end or like things weren't going <laughs> to work or whatever and for whatever reason you know it 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 all worked out and mm-hmm. and every time good or bad or ugly that i've gone mm-hmm. through those different things it has opened up doors 
doors and opportunities to other things that I've been able to pursue. And I would not be where I am today with not only my uh, successes, but my failures, right? Mm. Each one of those have led me to the path that I am right now. And where I am now is Mm. I am living the dream. I get to Mm. do what I want to do for a living. And not only that, not only that, because what I wanted to do was like make music and be creative and do that all day, every day. Mm. But now I get to share that with a bunch of other people that that have the same dream. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, I've been able to grow 30, 40 times what I thought I would be Mm -hmm. able to do vicariously through them and what mm. in the skills that I've been able to kind of pass down pass down the the chain so it's it, it it's like yeah don't give up and all those other things but like believe believe in 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 what you're doing and and, and be okay with the idea that you are going to fail at some mm. of the things that you set out right. to do the difference between somebody that's successful and somebody that's not are the people that get back up and dust themselves off mm-hmm. and keep pushing forward mm-hmm. so well thank you so thank much you so to much. both of you yeah. where can they find more information about uh, you can go to the World Wide Web, 365producer.com. Uh, we are also on social media and Instagram at 365producer, Facebook at 365producer, Twitter at 365producer, and that's the number three, the number six, the number five, and the word producer. No S at the end. Cool. And thank you to all of our KSQD listeners for tuning in today's career story with Nick and Melina and our show What to Be with today's guests. Chris and Gianna. If you have any questions or would like to be on the show, send us an email at whattobe at ksqd.org. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, K-Squared Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org. Thank you.